Welcome to the Mind Her Business Podcast, the go-to podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business while taking care of your mindset, your health, and your family. Honestly, it's just trying to keep your head above water. So go ahead and pour yourself a cup of coffee or make your favorite cocktail. We don't judge. It's time to become the holistic CEO you're meant to be. Before we start this episode, I just want everyone to do me a favor because here's the thing. It has taken us about 45 minutes to get this episode uh, recorded. And I don't even want to say that this one's going to work this time. So (laughs) what I want you to do is go ahead and uh, send this podcast to 10 of your friends, right? We need something. We need some good juju going into this episode. It has been a weird one so far. It has been a weird day. Episode number one was awesome the yes. first time we recorded it. I should say not episode number yes. one. It's the first recording. Um, but we didn't have our microphones plugged in. So no we audio. did the entire recording and it's just us sitting there talking and you can't hear us. So helps nobody in the yes. podcast space, right? Yes, fully. Episode, the second time we recorded was... Weird. Weird. Emily said something wrong and she goes, just restart. The third time, somebody knocked on our door. And no, we don't know if we this don't know why knows us, what they want. It was just a it's, whole, it's been a, it's it's a whole been ordeal. A bizarre, I honestly forgot about the fact that that was, that this is the fourth This time. is the fourth recording. Wow. And I mean, the beginning intro was so good on the first one. It was one so too, good. Emily learned a lot about me. I did. You guys, Bree's never seen Gossip Girl. I, I have seen like 10 minutes, but no, I've never. She's never seen it. Never. I only know. Gossip Girl, well, obviously I've heard about it, but I only know it really because I feel like everybody's starting to talk about it again, right? Like anytime there's a trend that goes around on TikTok, it like brings me back to the fact that I've never watched Gossip Girl. I also, but don't worry guys, because I also was like, okay, but have you at least seen One Tree Hill? And we all, we all know Emily's obsessed with One Tree Hill. So that was great. But you know what I wanted to do on this episode since we're giving it our fourth try? Um, (laughs) I would like to update everyone on my dip experience. Oh, I would love to. Yeah, I would love for you to. Okay, so for those of you who haven't listened to that episode. Yes. All of August, Emily went damp. Damp. And explained to everybody what damp meant to you. To me, it meant that I was not consuming alcohol minus like our anniversary. So... Um, honestly, my joints felt good. Like, yeah, that's kind of isn't crazy. that crazy? Yeah. I don't feel like I drank enough beforehand to like notice like a psycho difference, but I felt like my joints felt good. I had insane brain fog the first ten days, like the first week and a half. So you almost feel like your brain fog was worse. It was worse at the beginning, and then I like got out of it, and it was amazing. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I wonder what the whole, <laughs> this is going to sound so bad. I don't mean this to sound bad because it makes you sound like you were going through withdrawal. Right. However, which would mean that you drank every day right. and we knew that wasn't the case. But um, I do wonder if there's like a certain amount of how long it's in your system yeah. and how long it takes for it to fully get out of your system. I was kind of wondering that as well because I feel like it took a while for me to experience like, oh, I'm starting to feel good. Mm-hmm. And feel like you got something out of going down. Yeah. So for those listening, would you say that you got out what you were hoping you were going to put into that money? Okay. Yeah. I feel like I did. I feel like I stuck to what I wanted to do. I was in social situations where I feel like it would have been really easy just to like drink and I didn't. Mm -hmm. And also I think it kind of reset how I'm like approaching drinking in a way, you know, like, I mean, we're coming off of a holiday weekend where I feel like we all just, you know, we were very social, but 
I also know that I was significantly like, how word this, but like, I'm thinking about on Saturday, we have people over at mm-hmm. our house the whole time. And typically I would just always have a drink in my hand, like throughout the whole time. But there's a lot of times I was just drinking water because I didn't feel like I wanted it or needed it. And so I feel like I've almost like reestablished a relationship. So interesting. Isn't it? Because yeah. I didn't have a bad relationship to begin with. I just feel like now I feel beyond comfortable being like, I'm just going to have a sparkling water and I'm fine. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this too. Unfortunately, like the location of where we live doesn't help anything. I feel like there's a lot of things that are great about Florida. One being the weather, but typically when you're out and about, it's you're at the pool, you're at the beach, you're on a boat. Most of those you're, you usually have a drink in hand too. So it also sets up like a really bad, like I should just anticipate that if I go out on a boat on Wednesday, I'm probably going to have a cocktail too. So it's challenging. And so I think that that was what was good was that like we went like the very first social event was like going out on a boat and Mm -hmm. I just drank water the whole time and I was fine. Yeah. You weren't missing anything. No, not at all. And I think that was been the, that's been the weirdest thing for me was that there was never a point that I missed it. And then I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but having the like, I slept amazing. Oh my god! Ring said I got. Yes. What, what is it like? Ninety eight percent. The Aura Ring was like, girlfriend, <laughs> you were so good. And then was, what's changed? Right? They're like, keep doing it. Um, yes, I felt like my sleep was so unreal. Um, it was so 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 good. Like I actually felt like I was sleeping hard, which was amazing. Yes. And then um, I do feel like my workouts were better too, and that's great. Which was great. Yeah. So. Sounds like you got what you needed out of it. Yes. Um, I understand why people do damp lifestyles. Yeah. It's a, it makes feels sense. like it makes more sense to you now. Yeah, fully. That's and I perfect. definitely noticed that there was some like inflammation that was going down in around my face because I carry like water in my mm-hmm. face. So I definitely noticed that. I could tell the difference between like when I wasn't drinking at all and then like even just this weekend. Pretty crazy. It's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, good. So you're going to mix it in. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's just, it's going to be, I'm just, I think it's just very casual, right? That's good. Yeah. That's and good. there's so many like alternatives now. Absolutely. Which is amazing. Absolutely. And then you're going to carry it into Q4. Sure which am. leads us into today's, um, you know, we were originally going to talk about Gossip Girl. Now we talk about Emily being damp and eventually get to Q4. Q4 planning. This is all sparked because we actually, uh, Emily and I hosted a coaching call with some of our students and we were talking about Q4 planning and I'm like, you know what? This is going to be a really good podcast episode. That was like part of what our call was about. But I think it's important that we start to think about Q4. 100%. A lot of times Q4 planning, if you start it the beginning of Q4, I feel like you're behind the ball, right? Because you're doing a lot of, a lot of things we're going to talk about. So, um, talk about how we kind of go forward with our Q4. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the biggest believer that in order to plan effectively for the upcoming months, we need to know what happened. So right now, what I would be looking at is what happened in August. I just really want to look at August. I want to know like, where were, where did we like blow it out of the park? Where did we fall short Mm -hmm. and are there things that we should be pivoting and then I feel like I'm going to use September to like we're still like you guys like this is the end of Q3 right like we're not just like using September just to hang out Mm -hmm. it's really looking at okay I'm going to use September to hopefully hit those Q3 goals but really to also be laying the foundation for a very strong Q4 yeah and so like I said I always feel like you have you have to look backwards in order to actually be able to go forward. Yeah. And you talk a lot about like 
looking backwards, not only in revenue, right? But what were some of the other things that you were able to achieve? So maybe you say you're growing a podcast and you had podcast goals, right? Or you're growing your email list and you had certain email list goals. Um, Or even like you just wanted every single day to be on social media and you were able to be on social media, posting a reel every day. Um, Then those are those those moments where you're like looking back at reflection, like where, where did you, what did you do well? And where did you miss the mark? So absolutely. That's also important. Absolutely. And so after we reflect, I then like to set new goals. Mm -hmm. So right now, because we're like still inside of Q3, that's why we're talking about Q4. So I would be looking at what goals or milestones do I want to hit by the end of 2023? Mm -hmm. So like, For me, we like start big and then we narrow down. So like we're looking at what is a goal that we want to do over all of Q4 and then how can I break that up into each month? And then when you start to map it, you'll become even more specific too. Yeah. So let's give a big Q4 goal. Let's just shoot for the stars. What are we going to say? Okay. So you could say that you want to do $600,000 in Q4. And so that means that- It only laughs, but- (laughs) These are realistic goals, you guys. Come on. We got this. And so that means that you're needing to do 20K. Wait, two. <laughs> you, wow. did say, you did say the first time we recorded this that math was hard. Math is hard, <laughs> especially when you've recorded, you've tried to record an episode four times. We're just going to carry it forward in this conversation. Okay, so 600,000. So I need to do 200 each yeah. month. And so the biggest thing is knowing that, and every, like, we see this everywhere, right? Like, there's all these variables at play. So like to say you want to do 200 K every single month is like great, but you may end the month. You might go, okay, I did a hundred K. Yeah. That doesn't mean you just like scrap the goal altogether. It means you look at once again, what worked, where can I pivot or like, where was there some like inconsistency? Yeah. Cause what I can tell you too, in this space, right. Is everything's building up on itself. And we told our students this too. You may have a goal of, $30,000 for Q4 and you have 5,000 the first month, but those 5,000 clients that maybe you brought in are now going to add to the new five clients that you're bringing in for the fall for the next month. So now you just doubled what you were sitting at before the first month and everything will continue to build upon itself. So I I say that because I never want anybody to get down on themselves or to change their quarterly goal. I think keep your quarterly goal. I think so too. It's it's your reach goal. It's a big goal. You know what you need to do each month. And when you don't hit that each month, go, am I at least on track to kind of getting there? Um, And if I'm not, use that as a way to go, okay, maybe there's something I need to do differently so that I can get there. But keep your quarterly goal. Don't reevaluate it just because month one was not exactly what you thought it was going to be. And I think that a perfect way to be able to do just that is by mapping it out, right? So like, how are you going to actually measure success? How are you going to track success? Like, just like you're asking your clients for KPIs, you need to be setting those for your own goals. So for instance, like what daily actions can you take? For me, I know, okay, if we want to add 10 new clients this month, I am right now we're averaging five. I need to double everything I'm doing. So I'm going to double the amount of Upwork things. I'm going to double the amount of social content. And I know that it's like, it's a, it's a rule of numbers, right? If it's working right now at that amount, it's going to increase. Um, I'm also going to know like how many sales calls I need to get on. What is my close rate? Like knowing these numbers is going to make everything so much easier. And if you're just simply guessing, 
it's always going to feel like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall. Well, and you said this too before, and I feel like a lot of gurus in the space will say this about leads too, right? It's all about bringing leads into our yeah. business. And a lot of people will say, oh, you know, this business is so hard or I'm not necessarily hitting my goals. And then it's like, look at your numbers. Well, yeah. What have you done? Oh, you know, I've, I've applied for 10 jobs on Upwork and, um, you know, it just feels like none of them have closed out. Well, think bigger because the more leads that you get in, the more that you actually have going through this process right with you, the more that it's going to start, you're going to be able to close yeah. these these clients and it continues to build upon itself. Yeah. It sometimes isn't just a one in, one out, right? 100%. Just because you're 50% close rate doesn't mean of the two calls you take, one of them yeah. will definitely sign. You have to get bigger on the averages that you're bringing in and kind of look at it holistically from what was I able to do last month? Okay, what do I need to do to increase that? moving forward. hundred percent. And I think looking at it on like a weekly and a biweekly basis as well, instead of a daily. So it's like daily should be like the actions that you take that are like laying the bricks. And then weekly is like your check-in. So like, am I still having conversions? Are things going in the right direction? And then monthly is like your recap, right? Um, And I think when you have all of those touch points, it gives you a lot of data and it gives you a lot of, I mean, I mean, yeah, it just gives you a lot of data to be able to look at to go like, is this working or do I need to pivot? Yeah, absolutely. I think all too often we go, oh, pivot, right? Yes. Pivot in our business. I mean, I know a lot of people in the digital space would say this too. They're probably thinking, oh, you know, I put this program out and only 20 people have been to the site and nobody's bought. And yeah. so it's, oh, it's definitely not worth it. And it's like, oh my goodness, no. You know, there haven't been enough people that have gotten interested in it. It's not time to pivot. Again, know kind of where your numbers are coming in and what, how you're tracking it and um, continue to push forward until you know with 100% certainty that it's time. To yeah, it. 100%, 100%. And then lastly, our favorite one. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. I love this. Mm-hmm. It's so important to celebrate mm-hmm. big wins and small wins. Obviously, it's really easy for us to all celebrate revenue goal yes. wins, right? Like oh, Q, Q, Q3, this was my revenue goal and I exceeded it. So I'm definitely going to celebrate. But all too often, I think we forget to celebrate like the little ones. Yeah. So you have a unique strategy on this. What do you usually do when it comes to yeah. setting your goals? So I think it's really important to set one massive goal for the quarter. So it's like our reach goal. Um, and then I want to have three like attainable, but still like challenging goals. Um, and I think that this is really great because you can spread it out over the quarter. And so then the idea is that you're celebrating each month. Yeah. Um, I, I know there's some people who are like, don't celebrate. It's distracting. Just keep moving forward. But I think there's a lot of power in acknowledging that you are hitting goals. I also think it helps you as a solo entrepreneur or somebody who's leading a team to like stay focused in a way because you're like, Hey, we did this. We hit a milestone. Let's celebrate it. And now let's keep going. Too. Absolutely. No, I think it's huge taking the little time to celebrate. I mean, we talked about this on the podcast you guys will never hear, <laughs> um, but how we celebrated yeah. some of our yeah, goals yeah, that yeah. were, you know, not necessarily like maybe one was revenue and maybe one was another goal. And we just did little things. It was yeah. like, okay, we're going to take the day off. We're going to go yeah. to the spa. And that was amazing. It was so fun. We're going to go have champagne brunch because it's yeah. our it's our Friday. And yeah. our Fridays, we do summer Fridays. So there's just little ways to celebrate um, that won't d- take you off track, yeah. right? It's it's not a week-long celebration. And it's going to keep you away from moving forward in your goals. But yeah. it's, it's super important. It is. it is. It is. It really is. And I feel like small, like we have small ones. And then we had a big one where we took our team to Mexico. Yeah. Like that was a big, I feel like, celebration. 
but like we're not doing that every day. So (laughs) for the, for the ones who are listening on our team, sorry about that. (laughs) But it was fun, right? It's like, I feel like, um, that was a really good, like we scaled up a lot last year and the team, like there's just a lot going on. And so it was a really great way to like bring them in and celebrate as well. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Well guys, I hope that you're getting super excited about planning for Q4. Um, and let us know a, if this helped to kind of spark maybe some new ideas for how you want the rest of your year to look, but also if this was beneficial, we can always do one as we go into the new year as well as like, how do we actually plan out our entire year and how, what does that look like? Q1's going to be here too, before you oh know it. Word, it really <laughs> is. It really is. And also, I mean, I would personally love to know what your Q4 goals are. So Feel free to tag me on Instagram. It's Emily VDW. And I'm Brie Galloway underscore. And as always, if you guys could leave us a message, rate and review us, we would love that. We really would. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you could go ahead and leave us a review and let us know what your biggest takeaway was, we'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to connect with you over on Instagram. I'm at Emily VDW. And I'm at Brie Galloway underscore. See you next week. Bye.